welcome to the Locked In Podcast. We're on episode 11. We got the bro. We got we got a special guest again, a returning guest, Khaled, the chief. What's good, bro? Mr. Goyard. You know, swimming in it. <laughs> <laughs> swimming in it. I had to be extra. No, I couldn't leave this shit on the stool. <laughs> you you stay with the you stay with the blue one, like, no matter what you're doing, low key. Yeah, this shit got my whole life in it. Like, I'll jump off a bridge if I ever lose this. That shit is clean. And what's good with you, Marco? What's Two up, laptops. You know, just got off work. Tired as a motherfucker? Something like that. Bro, this is how you know this is, like, just some good, like, quality shit. You can just tell the difference of the bag. Because mm-hmm. we got the, the fake Christian Dior in the corner, and that shit is, like, a nigga. Remember that nigga went to the store, like, I had it on the counter before I was leaving? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, he's like, hey, that shit look fake as fuck. <laughs> Wait, he said that? Remember he picked it up? No, I don't remember. No, that. that's another story for another day. But it really like was whatever. Nah, um, that shit whenever hurt. whenever I go to Paris, that's the one place that I like making a mission to go get some that some uh Goyard. Yeah, it's like my souvenir store. What's the last like, one you got? Like, uh, so the last thing I got was last Paris trip. I got this green notebook with like Goyard print stationery paper inside of it. Just super tight. I think I seen that on your gram. Yeah, that shit was just like me as fuck, you know. Out of of all these pieces, it was less than like both of these. But um, (laughs) nigga said I'm swimming in it. That shit was just like (laughs) that. That shit was just like me. Yeah, the green is cool. Like, are some are some colors more rare than other? Uh, pink is the rarest. Mm, That makes sense. I don't see pink is hard as fuck to get. That's crazy. Is it like that color pink? Like that soft type? Uh, yeah, it's really light pink. They discontinued it a long time ago. Damn. So, like, if you find anything in pink, basically buy it, because that shit's going to go up like a Charizard. It, is it, like, mad old? Like, some 90s shit? Or? Nah, I think uh, they discontinued it somewhere in the early 2000s. Mm. You can move this back, too, like, if it's less comfortable and shit. Word. But, yeah, nigga, y'all want to hear my fucking <laughs> little story, nigga? What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so boom, bro. Some gay nigga, <laughs> bro. He slid in my DMs, bro. Wait, and like, what? it's cool, bro. Shout out all my gays. It's like, it's whatever. Like, it's love. But like, this nigga was just trying to be sneaky about it. And I'm like, nigga, I'm not like finna sneak on no shit. But all right, so boom, like somebody DMs me, and he's like verified. He got like, a million followers. I'm not gonna say his name or like where he comes from, but he basically like was in a pop in like R and B boy band like when we were younger type shit like that we kind of know did raz b slide in your dm <laughs> that would be a crazy one that would be a movie but no not that would be a movie <laughs> a movie nigga? for the pod type <laughs> shit but listen 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 so boom so this nigga he has a million followers he had like i don't know he was following like a hundred niggas so i was just kind of curious because it's like i don't know i'm gonna come clean like i'm like bro what the fuck this nigga want for me he's just like yo man he's like i like your style and then i'm kind of just like I don't know. Just taking back. I'm thinking like, bro, this thing come across the podcast. I'm like, what? Like, what is this? What does this nigga even do? Like, I don't even know. Cause he's kind of like some little, like, I don't know. It kind of looks like Mexican, Puerto Rican kind of. But so I'm like, I DM the nigga back basically saying like, uh, nigga, like I live out here, blah, blah, blah. Cause he asked me like what I do and some other shit. And he was like, he's like, oh yeah, I'm in LA. He's like, it was like, when's the next time you go to LA? And I was like, well, shit, we be pulling up. Like, I don't know. I just made it sound like we just be pulling up since it's, like, right there. You know what I'm saying? 
And then this nigga was like, what'd he say? Oh, no, 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 no. And then I low-key, so I send the profile to my girl, because I'm like, do you know this nigga? Because we had, like, some mutual followers, but she didn't follow him or anything. And then she's like, oh, this is so-and-so, like, ah, oh, like, low-key, this is, like, my favorite nigga. Like, I had a fucking poster of this nigga and everything, like, da-da-da-da. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, for sure, like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And then this nigga basically, like, after the little L.A. shit, he was just like, he's like, so do you like to live life on the wild side? And then I was just like, bro, I just left bro on like red. I was like, bro, this nigga kind of gay. Like I was just kind of knew. How you know the nigga was gay? But it's still like, the story goes on. Oh, yeah. So then like, (laughs) he like DMs me again, and then it was just like, damn, like left me on red or some shit. And at this point, like I basically can already kind of tell. And then I DM the nigga back, and I was just like, bro, I just kind of. Don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I don't even know what you want right now, my nigga. Like, basically. And then he was like, he's like, it's all good. Like, my bad. He's like, I was just trying to see if you swing both ways. <laughs> da, 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 da. And I was just like, nah, my nigga, it's good. Oh, no, because I, I, I get in the middle of the text, I hit him like, I was like, yeah, if it makes sense, bro, like, we'll link. You know what I'm saying? I was like, if it makes sense. And then this nigga, like, t- hit back and he's like, it'll make sense. From there, that's when I was like, like, what do you mean by that? Like, I hit the Drewski <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> that was my story, but that was kind of like. Trying to bust a nigga down. <laughs> bro, this nigga was trying hard as fuck to get them cheeks, bro. <laughs> bro. I just didn't even like. This nigga was on that mission. <laughs> bro, because I was like, bro, what does this nigga really want from me? Like, I'm coming I clean. I don't even DM hoes that aggressive, bro. Like. <laughs> that nigga was crazy, crazy bro. He was determined. Yeah. And I would debate it on like saying this on the podcast, but I mean I didn't out the nigga out, but it still felt like on some like Alright, well we could basically deduce it. You already said it's a boy band. Your girlfriend got a, a po- had a poster of the nigga and he's <laughs> oh, a no. Puerto Rican Mexican looking dude. So I think it's Raz B. <laughs> but if you think about it, nigga, all them niggas look the same. So it'd be hard for you to choose. I think it was a nigga in B2K, bro. No, B2K would have been five. <laughs> <laughs> nigga would have fucked. <laughs> B2K would have been lit. That's crazy, though. I don't know. These niggas, <laughs> these niggas, these niggas just be niggas. Don't matter if they're gay or not. No, <laughs> homo, I feel like, DMs, I be feeling bro. like that be happening to you, though. Yes, like, nigga. That shit happened. What? Niggas gay oh, meters kind of go like, off with Marco. I feel like, huh? I feel like I feel like gay niggas like their meters kind of go off with you. Like they be like, they don't know like what, what time you are. <laughs> Wild as fuck. That's not even bad though. They just don't know. All I know is, bro, that shit be crazy. It's like niggas are niggas. Doesn't matter if they're gay. Or they're yeah, that's a fact. That's <laughs> they a gonna fact. slide up on a nigga. Gonna slide, gonna slide up way. on a bitch. It don't matter or a chick. That's bro. why you kind of just gotta respect it. You gotta respect that. Yeah. So like, I wasn't even mad at like, he thought, like, he, thought good, he was gonna. So. He thought really thought he was gonna bag you, bro. He probably did it like ten thousand times. I you know what? And I did look through his followers because they only follow like a hundred. So I'm like, I'm like nigga shirt off, shirt off, nigga nigga shirt off. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, that's what time this nigga's on. That shit. Wild. That was my. But I mean, like, if if you stop replying, niggas is still hitting you. That's some predator shit. No, I left it off on some cool shit, like on some like, nah, it's cool, bro. Like, I'm just not on that type of time, and that's all really what what is. Yeah, but she wasn't on like some dickhead shit. Let's jump straight into the topic. I showed Khaled a little bit. He looked a little bit over the Supreme Spring Summer 21. Some standout pieces to me, I thought were the, I don't know, the vest is kind of cool. The jet ski, I'm probably 
I'm honestly like probably not gonna get none of that shit. But <laughs> to be real, but I know this is hard though. The yeah. Spider Man vest. Cal- I don't think you like you- Cal- <laughs> Peter Parker. The what? The Peter Parker. Yeah, that shit is tough. Nah, oh, you didn't fuck with it. Nah, I think Peter Parker shit. I think Nigga, it was like overtly Spider Man as fuck. Yeah, I thought that was the point. Like, yeah, I thought almost it. cartoonish. Like, oh, he's from New York. Let's put a Spider Man vest. Like and plus, a- nobody has like a red leather. Exactly. Like red leather is cool, you know. Like red leather pants. So a red leather vest is kind of cool too. Yeah. That's how I seen it. I don't know about that piece. <laughs> Did you see anything you do like? I've seen a few cool pieces, yeah. Um, you looked through it kind of quick, though. Yeah, the denim jacket or whatever was Consight. I'm going to come clean. Supreme got bought like two times since like Jabia was there. So I know. We talked about it. You really? know, like, yeah, it's it's been bought like it exchanged two different hands since the original. Like, you know, yeah. Since the original team was actually in charge of it, doing it, and it's like, uh, once you lose the original creator, bro, it's a wrap for your brand. To be completely honest, there has to be some that's like, there's not. No, I don't. I, dead ass, I can't think of one brand that's really stood like the test of time of like Louis Vuitton exchanging hands so many times like that and it's different with a brand like Louis Vuitton yeah. where it's like the whole point is to have a different creative director like take over every few seasons and it's supposed to change and it's supposed to progress and you know you're supposed like with a high-end brand you're supposed to stick to the roots but change it in your own unique twist you know yeah um that makes sense a brand like like Supreme and Bape though, like once Bape sold and Nigo was no longer involved with it, bro, they just started rehashing the same old bullshit. Like it, it's getting worse now though with the Bape. It's straight up garbage now. You see bro. the Gunna collab though? I kind of fucked with it because it was no, Gunna. No, look at him, bro. What? You didn't see it? It is. Yeah, he has some shoes, bro. That's no, real. <laughs> it's kind of tight because I think the <laughs> shoes. They, made, say, they I, made him into a cartoon. No, no, no. That would okay. be better, though. He'd have been, like, a little fat nigga. I like, wanted a little fat. That would be kind of tight. <laughs> With orange little dreads. Yeah. No, I think the shoe says slap, though. Weight, though. And a whippet. <laughs> oh, a whippet. fat nigga with a whippet can. <laughs> you, <see that>? <laughs> <laughs> you, bro, you seen that live when that nigga Shlap. went on? Slap. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I never, I never actually watched the video with him in the whippet, like... Yeah, this nigga just got on for literally like five minutes, bro, just to show you what damage whippets do to your brain. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like a five minute live. This nigga goes on. He like props his phone up all straight. He goes up. He sits up. It was probably less open, than that too. Opens up this whippet can, inhales it, and goes slap, slap, <laughs> and then ends ends the shit. <laughs> and this nigga's voice is just demonic as fuck because the whippet, bro, he has like no oxygen to his brain. Slap. Yeah, it was like that. It was, yeah. <laughs> was kind of tight, though. Because yeah. all them niggas fuck with the whippets. Like, they be going whippet crazy. Yo, what? whippets is like the new L.A. thing. It's it fucking is. weird. It what? is. No, yeah. no, no. Uh, um, one of the homies' exes was off the whippets. <laughs> and like, the he was talking. I was like, nigga, why are you talking to <laughs> her? Like, the whippets. And he's like, it's, it's like, people do that out there. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, mad people do it out there. Was that. she like low-key like addicted to it? Like, How did you know she was um, off the whippets like that? He told us. Oh, but I don't know. She was probably reason. just partying because like, she was definitely like probably addicted to the point that he told. I mean, what? <laughs> I don't know. You don't like, know if somebody like does that shit too much, bro. No, I think he told like, us like, hey, bro, like she tri- like she tripping. 
That shit will turn you into a vegetable. Like for real, nigga. It literally the the whole reason you get high is because there's no oxygen going to your brain. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like you're basically suffocating yourself. Your brain is getting no oxygen. Your brain is just going dead for a little bit. Is that is that a fact? That's, that's why high. that's why you get high. That's I know it you fucks your head. Yeah. Yeah, that's the ultimate high. You're dying a little bit. <laughs> like, Slap. Yeah, you got one brain. Yeah, dead ass. Yeah, well, exactly. Last brain. Damn. At least slap. that last one say slap yeah. though. It's on brand. Like, shit. <laughs> if I'm gonna have one last fucking one, it better say goddamn locked in a logo or nigga my baby mama's name or something. I remember I dated a crazy chick for a minute in LA, of course, of all places. And uh, I remember we was in a grocery store one time. What year is this? I, I like the the picture painted. It's like 2013, 14, some shit. Um. And I remember we was in a grocery store and she was like a crazy girl and uh, just like really enjoyed, like loved to get high. And she was like a vet, a veteran. On the whippets? <laughs> just on all types of shit, you know? She just liked to get really fucked up, like being disconnected from like, you know, she mm. wasn't like an upper type of person. She liked to just be fucking Were you like, able to like, slumped. were you able to like, and you like, liked her liked her yeah 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 yeah. um it was like a long relationship it's kind of tight though i mean the whole like the reason the relationship even started is because like i kind of like got her off of a lot of shit so like this should sound like euphoria yeah kind of i guess but like she was a lot older than me but we kind of just met each other at like weird time and in los angeles where we was both kind of lost in the sauce and like not having fun with it no more so like you know we both was kind of like we're gonna duck off together yeah we ducked off together just and just like, kind of do yeah, our shit exactly and um that's kind of tight it's kind of like a little rock star a little yeah no nah, it was super it was super like that we go like she had money too so we go to st laurent and just like take a oh, bl- she was copying you shit too we was copying each other shit we was going we take a take a black car to rodeo they would like escort us out the back because we'd spend like 10 G's some days, like mm. at St. Laurent, you know, that. that going crazy. Yeah, that wire would hit and we'd be like, let's go to Rodeo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember one time we was in a grocery store and, and then her fucking crackhead ass, she was like, she got a she got a bottle of cream and she's like, <laughs> she was so sincere. She's like, she's like, uh, <laughs> wait, something was sensitive? He said, I said it was so sincere. He said that. Oh, yeah. Crackhead ass, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she she got a bottle of whipped cream and she was like, "You ever did a whip it?" I'm like, "Fuck no, I never did a whip it." And she was like, "Here, open." And like, she she fucking she knew how to fucking release like it. rig it, yeah, yeah, how to rig it so that no whipped cream came out and it was just fucking just straight little gas, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly, nitrous. Did it, it was fire though, Loki, or is like whatever? I like barely inhaled it, but already like me barely inhaling this shit, I was like, it did something to you. You feel like. Yeah, I remember when like lightheaded as fuck. Niggas in high school, like I remember the white boys were definitely off the whip. It's going crazy, like, but not with the actual canisters that I see now. But yeah, just like shit, like what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's how it kind of started off. <laughs> Yo, I thought that shit <laughs> and was then if, And then if you was a real crackhead, <laughs> if you was on some real fucking fiend shit, you would graduate from whippets and do duster. <laughs> oh, I think that's what it was. I think they were that's, off the dust. They, the, them niggas started with the dust. So that's that Aaron Carter pack. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Aaron, Aaron Carter's off that's that That's the shit. Aaron Carter pack. <laughs> that's what you don't need. Where's Shorty oh, at now? Wow. She's straight? 
Yeah, she's married. Got oh, she kid. married? Yeah. Oh, that's good. be kind of sad if he's here. Um, no, we still keep in touch. Oh, fine. Yeah. yeah. Shout out her. I mean, bro, I don't like to end shit with, with somebody like, we, we dated for a really long time, so I don't want to end shit with nobody on like bad terms. That's a good question. Like, that's a good topic. Like, are you, are you, oh shit, what was that one, that thing I asked? Oh, no, no, I'll bring that up later. But I was going to say, like, are you the type, like, are you cool with all your exes and shit? Yeah, I'm a, I'll be honest, that's the only girl I really seriously dated. Mm. Yeah. That was like your first love type shit then. Wait, yeah. was this the one that yeah, you was yeah. telling us about? Or you were talking about? Yeah. That shit get deep. It do? Yeah. It has to. And just based off the story you kind of gave me now, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, shit probably got really deep. It was a wild ride. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I thought of this randomly. Means that we're just talking. So, nigga, if you have a kid, low-key, like, I was thinking, why can't niggas just wait to, like, to say the baby's name, like, I'm thinking like I want to wait till my kid like comes out and I can see the nigga's face basically. For like, isn't that what they do in the movies and shit? Like back in the day, is that what they used to do? Like to wait till like their face forms a little bit. They wait until like in the movies they make it seem like the baby comes out and they're like, oh shit, we're gonna name him Simba or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> see, I guess okay. I guess I thought of it because like my girl's Asian, and so I just said that for example, <laughs> but. You- <laughs> But my kid can come out either way. Like, it can look like a nigga or, like, this nigga can, like, low-key kind of be a little Asian. And I just want this nigga to, like, I don't know. I want her to have the kid. And so I can just see it first. And then I would name the baby. But I don't know if anybody's ever, like, done that. I'm sure it's happened. But it's probably I don't happened. know. Can you do that? Yeah, yeah of why course you can. But, um, oh, nigga. I mean, All right. That's know, why I asked my question. You got to have it, like, within the first fucking 10 minutes that the kid is born. Because you got to get that birth certificate and shit. You don't have to do it. No, right that's now. what I'm saying. I want to bring the nigga home. Yeah, you can bring the nigga home. Yeah. Wait a few weeks. Something like that. Huh. Okay, I didn't know they can go down like that. Yeah. That I was just I, like a random thing. I think thought. I already have my kids' names planned out. I like, thought it was going to be Albert, by the way. Like vaguely. Don't do, don't do that. Huh? Don't name do Albert, bro. What's your kid's name? Adam? Nigga, you're not telling me what to do. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I will, I'll be honest, bro. Two Alberts in one house, bro. <laughs> that's what we got that's what we got going on right now what that's what's going well, on right have, now where your dad's name is albert too? yeah oh so you i mean uh, that's what's up you just call the older one al oh that's what's up you know it sounds like an older nigga name type shit like, but would you call your son bert fuck no call the nigga just little al or i'll call the nigga by his cool ass middle name and i'm gonna drop him <laughs> off with that's honestly to name your kid after yourself is like the most od confident shit you could possibly do like there is not a like I have the best name. Khaled? <laughs> no, nah, like to name oh, it oh, after oh. yourself, you're like, I got the best name. <laughs> I feel I don't even like I feel like I just want to name it my after me because hopefully it's just a little cool. Like I fuck with myself. I guess that is a confidence yeah, right. thing. Yeah, like, I fuck like, with I myself. myself. That's my nigga, so he gonna be like me. Like <laughs> Yeah. That's what I'm trying to be. Man, you don't have anybody that like inspired you like O D? <clears throat> Like, on a real, like, real note, I mean, Wayne inspired me a lot, like, growing up, just, like, work ethic and shit like that. Name but, him Wheezy. <laughs> no, I Name can't do that. That would be just OD, bro, because I got a Wayne tattoo. Yeah. So, be like, yo, this nigga, That's like, weird. riding dick at this point. <laughs> it would be kind of weird. Yeah, it would be kind of weird, huh? But. I'm going to name my son Gunna. Gunna? Yeah, it's Cap. What are you about to name him? You already have it in your head. 
Uh, nah, I got to like, like, boil down this to like a few different things. Like, I like my my niece. My niece's name is Alaya, and I like that name. That's like that's like a, just like a little clean name. It's, I don't know. It's like to me, it's a beautiful name. And like, there's that brand Alaya too. Um, Alaya Al Alizine. It was like an Arabic um, owner. He was he was like a male and he was almost like blackballed by really? a lot of people in the fashion industry. Yeah, but <laughs> like he made that shit happen anyway. He's like world renowned at this point. Like he's a legend. Oh, at the Pete bro, then and, I didn't even uh, know. I remember like uh, I I didn't do too much research on his on his entire story, but I know he kind of got blackballed by a lot of people. Like um, I think in specific um, for some racist stuff, or I think I think yeah. it was a little bit a part of it. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Anna Wintour was like one of them, and um, another really big higher up at some you know some big publication or fashion house that kind of like you know excluded the, the man. But yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I'm about to look bro up. Yeah, but we got to talk about it. V loan pop smoke. What do you think about it, Marco? Or let him know you copped the. Yeah, I copped the do rag. You got a pop smoke do rag. That was cool. Uh, I had to. Yeah, you seen it? Thank you. The direct, yeah. yeah, yeah. I seen, I seen the whole collection. It's cool. He upped his quality on his shirts. It looked like I don't know. I can't even tell. Is, is it cap? It looked like it was the quality was good. You Look. seen the barriers on the bottom too? Uh, I still didn't see it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of dope. Well, look, this is what I'll say from a from a from a brand owner perspective. It makes absolutely no sense. And like the prices That's didn't really change. Yeah, still the same prices. So honestly, and they really gotta be smoking on some Aaron Carter pack to <laughs> to keep <laughs> to keep the prices the same and up the quality like that's the opposite of what usually happens usually what happens is when you have an influx of customers coming in you do the exact opposite you do um but isn't that kind of lower dumb? your costs like here's a prime example you remember when the triple s's first 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 came out yeah uh they was made in italy when like only ASAP Rocky had them, and like only and like Rocky would wear them like religiously, you know, and uh, only like a handful of influencers really had them, and you couldn't just find them like that. Like they would only release at certain Balenciaga boutiques, and they'd sell out. In I love he never minutes. seen Rocky in the Triple S's. He wore them a lot, mm. beat them hoes. Um, but once they actually started gaining traction, and they started getting like a lot of um demand they got like a really 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 high demand they made a deal with neiman marcus and all these other people and um they just shipped them fucking worldwide so all these big ass department stores just they were like you could basically get them anywhere if you had 800 dollars. and all of those pairs were made in china yeah but it's just like i isn't that's kind of what's wrong with the industry they like make shit cheaper like when the price should be like say for instance everyone wants it since so you just keep it the same um material even maybe better you're material not gonna make as much money what yeah you're not gonna make as much money but you're still making a lot of money sure it's a greedy wish. wait, wait I, sure but like do you want to make a lot of money do you want to make a million dollars or do you want to make 15 million dollars that is true but i'm thinking like this though honestly i look at it like i think it's like a great move for the brand honestly because it's like let's just be real at this point my nigga he will never have like a show in paris again like maybe for the endless denim but for like 
it sucks, but like what he's accused of or what he did and pled guilty to is like that's I feel like it's never just gonna get respected in like the fashion industry just because there is like a lot of what's the word? Like gatekeepers and like hire people up. So that's I think true. that no, like moving to merch and like how much people come in and like, yo, bro, I need the V loan. Like, bro, niggas are so geeked up about it. Niggas love the pop smoke shit. They might he might as well just keep pushing that. Keep Everyone pushing. still wears V loan though. Yeah, like, bro, they come in all the time, bro. It's not. It's actually just getting more popular. Yeah, like, like it's like, lit. Yeah. So honestly, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule out. I want to count the possibility him of him. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't count him out. I wouldn't rule out the possibility. Mm. Of, that's why I think the endless of a fashion show. Well, hundred percent. That was like a big pivot. So he was like, let me just detach myself from this a little bit and just start something brand new where it's like has its own separate entity but i was watching them on live i think this morning they was like pouring up before like it was like five o'clock morning i couldn't <laughs> sleep we talked about it yeah I was like, this thing is wild did you see that he <laughs> pouring up before barry got some of my favorite fashion to be completely honest yeah, and to, be. to if you want to keep it a bill you can't wear everything like him but some things i'm just like if oh, I was a heavy nigga, yeah. I'm like, why would you I not dress like dress Bar? Like bar? You're but dumb, with the like... fuzzy little hats and shit, that shit is hard. Nah, he got some of the illest style, uh, period, right now. And, like, if you know anything about, like, ASAP and the Origins and shit like that, like, he... That Been was the fashion job. nigga, yeah, yeah. He was the fashion nigga. He got everybody fly. Like, that was his shit. Before Rocky, that's what, like, Rocky says in the in the current interview. I actually just watched that again, but, like... Yeah, they was trying to finesse the fashion shows in New York, and Barry was only the only one to get in because yeah. the nigga was just like so fly. Yeah. Kerwin would get into, but they didn't like roll together. But yeah, that was uh, the very first conversation I ever had with Barry. Was uh, I mean, I, oh, you yeah, talk? How do you if you like? Do you want to talk about that? I never even asked you about that. I forgot you met him, um, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, nah, he's he's like the big homie. So like when he whenever we're like in the same city, we'll link up and. You know, he's been in my house, like, in L.A., he's been in my house here. He's oh, that's like, love. Um, you know, I remember in L.A., he used to, he took me to, like, Mac Miller's house. He uh, he used to take me around. and um, it It's, like, cool. 2013, like? When yeah, you're... around 2013, 2014. So, oh, that's we're... legendary, going to Mac Miller's house. Is the yeah. one where the MTV Exactly, show? yeah. That's legendary, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, And uh, we, we, I remember we went there. Um, I, I picked him up. Um, and then he was he was with Wretch, and I didn't know who Wretch was at the time. And like, who's Wretch? Oh, he was a rap. He's a rapper nigga from New York, yeah, right? Okay, yeah. okay. Um, he he has a lot of songs with like Mac Miller and shit. But uh, yeah, just like random ass stories that we would get into, like you know, um, any everything from that to like just getting tacos on at like three a.m. in like East LA. He seems like he always knows how to like tap in with like, you know, what I'm saying the cool niggas like he tapping in like. With the right people, like, when he touches down, you know? Yeah, facts. Well, all right. So, originally, what happened is I went to this event a long-ass time ago. This was before I moved to L.A. This was when, you know, I was uh, still in Arizona, fucking miserable, right? Yeah. Wanted to get out of here so bad, like, just not like is that because you knew what you wanted to do because you knew there was no scene here I, I didn't really know exactly what i wanted to do yet i just knew what i liked and i knew that what i liked didn't exist in arizona that that was really where i was mm. so you know i did a year at asu to kind of like please my parents i fucking couldn't do the shit i you know i just like not happy, off that yeah. not happy here so any opportunity i'd get I would uh I'd go out to LA, 
I'd go, you know, I'd go hang out at like 424. And I've been going to Fairfax since like 2007. Since literally like. Before Diamond. Since when Diamond was popping. When Diamond? And, and yeah, Seven. and the hundreds was popping. And that's fresh. Like that. that's still fresh when it popped though. Yeah, they were, they was doing like really limited drops. Like Diamond was the shit back then. This, you know, yeah, that was like the that Diamond the hundreds, the hundreds fucking Last Kings niggas forget about Last Kings low key. Last Kings. Well, even it was, it was a little I had a Last Kings. Then. It was before then. Yeah, it was like Diamond. Crooks it was all Diamond the hundreds, ten deep, mm-hmm. ten deep. Um, there's a ten deep Palm Angels hat. We got. And like all them, all them <laughs> stores, the all them stores was on Fairfax basically. And uh, you know, I, I've been going to the block since then, but. Um, once I started to get older, the block started to mature a little bit more. You started getting stores like 424. Um, and I ended up just like, uh, it felt like home there, you know, like, yeah. um, I don't, I don't know. I just like to go there and fucking hang out like before I moved out there. So. That makes sense. Cause you've seen like the emerging culture. Like if you, if you were there when diamond came and you left Arizona to basically, you know, yeah go find like a scene or just go do shit that you fuck with and for you to go and be there for that whole time period is kind of crazy because that's a legendary time period that niggas actually don't really talk about honestly. facts no I, I a lot of people weren't there for it and like i remember even before then um seeing events like in new york all the time like they, there was something called fashion night out in new york and um kid cuddy would always be there he'd always do a signing at like vape or some shit pharrell would always be doing a signing at bbc ice cream and there'd just be mobs of kids going from the vape store to the bbc store and cuddy running through the street and shit and uh it was just yeah it was it was a like a great time and that scene while it still existed in new york it slowly started to shift more to la around this time and like largely because of 424 they were Mm -hmm. like they were carrying the torch for this whole like let's make the scene like pop out here. So they would do uh Guillermo would throw parties all the time. And Guillermo's the owner, correct? Yeah, the owner. Okay, just for the people who don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, he owns four two four. Um, and he would throw parties. Um, and he was just so tapped in with everybody. Like you know, he he knew Rocky, he knew Travis Scott, he knew all these people. They was like some of the earliest people on. Um, on, on, on the scene on the brand right? yeah. yeah and like wearing his jewelry for it's 424 started as a jewelry brand and um oh is that is that the main thing was the the jewelry that kind of popped off first yeah okay yeah. i didn't know that i don't think a lot of people don't know that and, oh my and, god i did not know that yeah. yeah yeah they started off making jewelry niggas know the paisley jackets yeah every rocky wore like everything from them yams f- whole neck was covered in 424 um Kendrick Lamar had a bunch of pieces like any basically anybody you could really name like was wearing 424 jewelry at that time and um they slowly started to get brands like they was the first account to have um Rude they was the first account to have Fear God they was honestly they was like a landmark spot for just like and they put the people on right yeah this whole shit taking off um especially in Fairfax during that time period yeah they kind of made Fairfax a, a cool thing like other people wanted to start coming there. They made it. They made I it, wanted to go there. Bro. They were responsible like, I'm talking for about like other more high end oh, stores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Fairfax was always a cool spot for streetwear, but they honestly they didn't really even get that much love when they first pulled up to the block because mm-hmm. it was, you know, like streetwear niggas is a little standoffish of what they perceive to be like pretentious or you know whatever. They just don't even know. Yeah. So they they really was kind of like 
um, pioneering this shit on, on their own when they, when they first came. And, um, they, I remember they did a party with like Travis Scott, um, and she like performed on the roof or some shit like early, early, like days before rodeo era. And, um, the first thing that I went to was, uh, I, I was just tired of missing out on all these parties. So I, uh, I drove me and my homie Gabriel, we drove out, um, to this 424 event that they was doing with Toast to the Guys. You were already in LA at the time, right? I was living here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was still living here, just like... But you've been seeing the scene? You've seen it from afar? I mean, I would just drive out there for any event. Okay, you're always back and forth. Yeah, I would just drive out there. Like, I was a college student, Mm. but, like, I just... Any event, I'd just drive my fucking car out there and just go, like, you know? Because what's funner than that, honestly? Yeah, I remember going Mm -hmm. to a bunch of Travis shows... When his hair was like little twists, baby and little yeah. Um, owl, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so th- there was this one event that that I was excited about going to because I started to form rela- a relationship with um, the people over at Four Two Four by this point, and um, they they was doing an event with Toast of the Gods. A lot of people don't know before V Loan was Toast of the Gods. This was Bari's very first fashion venture ever. Um, Rocky raps about it and all his earliest shit. Uh, was so it solo? Just him and it was him and an- and another dude from Brooklyn. And that's why it fell apart. Is because they had some issues, but um, it was mainly Bari. Okay. And basically, what he would do is he would take all these crazy designer pieces. At this point, getting archived shit like this was just like unheard of. Right. People had never seen this shit. Um. And he would take like old Dior jeans and just like distress the fuck out of them and bleach them or paint them or do some crazy shit, you know, um, sun dry them, just like he reworked yeah, the fuck t- out of take it. Take Margilla pants, take it was mainly all denim. Take Margilla pants, Dior pants, all this. Can I get another shit. one, Marco? And he would just give them new life. And um, he was really like no one had seen anything like this shit at that time, like you know. Yeah. So. uh Guillermo gave him gave him a little event um, to do at at four two four, where he uh, he took over one night. How and, old is Guillermo? I don't know. Uh, at the time, guessing or just he's a little bit older, but um, but yeah, he uh, he gave him a little space to uh, to like sell all this shit, and um, I remember that was like a landmark event. Um, I remember Ian Connor was there. Mm. Like really, really, really early on, like still Dutty Ian. Um, <laughs> was this like 2015 type? No, this early, earlier than that. 2013. I, ha- I have early, a photo maybe from that 12, night. 11. I'm guessing. 2012. I have a, I have a I'm photo guessing. From I think that 12 night. or 11. Because with uh, we yams. My first time actually really going to Fairfax is like my junior year. But uh, when did we go until? Yeah. I like actually shop. This this yeah. night this night was actually special. Um. Gabe, um, I'm not Gabe. Uzi, yeah. Um, so Skywalk, Starwalk. Yeah, yeah. This was the exact same story as me. He was like just paying attention to all this shit on the web. Was tired of like seeing it, and um, he decided he he took a flight to uh, he took a flight out from Cleveland, where he's from, to L.A. to go to specifically go to this Toast of the Gods event. And he had his little VHS camera. And at that time, the VHS shit was like 
the newest, uh, yeah. like, bro, niggas the had six exploded. Shit ever. Yeah, yeah, that shit was pretty uh, And he was dead broke, and he just had this little VHS camera, but, like, Ian took wind of caught wind of it, and, um, Bari caught wind of it, Yams caught wind of it, and they, uh, they hired him to do the, uh, the, uh, Shabaranks video. He directed that, like, just as a fucking kid with, like, no Off, Based off really. that event. Yep. Um, he, uh, he did like a documentary for uh for Travis Scott when he did this Japan tour long time ago. He lives in Japan now, Gabe. He's like he fucks with the homie. He's always out there. He's always. All, yeah, he's always in Japan. But um, this was like the catalyst for yes, yeah, for Uzi. Week. Like yeah, he Definitely. he talks about it in a complex interview. Trying like that was Japan. the first time he ever met anybody famous. Like was right there at that. Yeah, he flew out to go to that Toasted Gods event. And I'm like I remember seeing this and he like I remember. He was wearing a Bengals jersey and had like face glitter. Mm, that's <laughs> kind of crazy. Like, yeah. For that, for the brand, I forgot his name again. The the four two four owner. What is his name again? Uh, Guillermo. Guillermo. You told me uh, the story about like rude thirteen February. And it, and it sounds like Guillermo like put a lot of niggas on. Like he low key was like showing love. Like if Big there was a, a DJ, like he would basically be putting like you know Big the time. locals on. Uh, when I worked there, I was working with uh. Bradley Swallow, who uh, he he Time had, this one. um his main thing was uh was like he had been in some Lana Del Rey videos that had like he was like in three of these like really big videos that had like hundreds of millions of views and shit and um if you were ever to ever go on Essence or like any fashion website he was like more than likely the model mm-hmm. on like wearing the shit. Um, so I worked there with him, um, and then I worked with the Laylee May. Mm. So we were like the three employees when we first, you know. Who was the first person you were saying? Uh, Bradley Swallow. Okay, okay. I've heard of none of them. I've heard of Ellie May. Yeah, yeah, Laylee's big time now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all these people, you know, took off in their own, in their own regard. That's dope. So That's you, cr- worked at Fair, you worked at 424 and you worked at 151. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And I don't want to like. Can I? Can hmm. I talk about like what your placement is? Your first placement? Your first big placement? Uh. Or is that have to stay on? Not yet. And this nigga has a really big placement. Yeah. <laughs> that's like. That was based off that that meeting, huh? I think. Oh nah. No. Nah, that's no. just off of just who he knows. Yeah, like, that, off of yeah, pure yeah. like. Oh, I'm tripping. Yeah. Okay. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be crazy when that drops. That's gonna be crazy. Yeah. So basically, um, so I have a brand called Reservoir, and um, I had a lot of opportunities to get it on a lot of different people, and this is the advice I'll give to anybody who's like watching this and pursuing shit on their own. Don't settle for anything that you're not completely invested in. You know, if you like have any doubts about it, just don't do it. Um. And, you know, what don't, you know, don't sell your integrity for anything, like for, for a quick come up or whatever, like, you know, um, it's never worth it. This is the thing. Like, if you have a vision for who you see in your shit or who you, you know, how you want to do things, like, don't sell yourself short and like, wait until just wait until things pan out how you want them to pan out. Like, you know, um, so instead of just like whoring my shit out to like anyone with a following that I could find, I did the exact opposite. Like if you wanted the shit, you had to pay for it. And um, 
I waited until I got um, the person who I like. I really, really, really wanted it on. It was like my first big placement. So yeah, and that's crazy too. I think one of the biggest things is is I seen Dries say this today actually on the business of fashion, um, like the story, like you know. If you're selling your brand, low-key, one of the biggest things is your story, like what you come from. Basically, what you explained right now is kind of like what would make me like, oh, shit, like I would want to go buy, you know, something from his brand, especially if you feel it and it's like, okay, it's luxury. And, you know, this nigga's not cutting no corners or something like that. Yeah. The story is like mostly what's important to me. And I think most of the consumers right now. Yeah. Almost like it. This sounds so corny to say, but it's almost feel like it's like a, a civic duty at this point. For me to like design and 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 you know like you'd be doing yourself a disservice. Uh, it's not even that I'd be doing people a disservice because mm. like I'm I'm just I'm not even trying to be cocky, but I've been soaked up in this so immersed world into it like for my you? whole fucking life. You know, like most people honestly, and there's nothing wrong with it, but most people just got into this shit like a few years ago, if that. You know, like yeah. so they're. Don't get me wrong. Some people who had just gotten into a few years ago are like super passionate about it, did their homework, have gone back into the archives, researched all this shit and know like a lot of shit. I'm not even discrediting them, but I was just around for a lot of shit that, um, you know, it just makes, uh, I don't know. You're a purist, basically what you're saying. Not even a purist as much as like I, I've seen a lot of this fashion shit come and go like, you know, I just, I have... I have a real grasp on as to like fads and like you know things that you know. Yeah. Um, Honestly, bro, I feel like I can I relate you do. to that a lot. Like I did acid one time, and then I think I explained this before, but like I remember just looking at myself in the mirror, like right before I I got out the military and shit, and I was just thinking like, damn, like you're basically saying like you just know so much, you didn't seen so much of the culture of, of so much of art and just like luxury. That you're just, there's there's no reason why you should not go out and go get it. You know, yours would be like that. Mine's is like more of like a culture and like just everything involved in that. But yeah. like it makes no sense. Why would you not, you know, tackle you know, that and give something back to the world? I was always really confused about what I wanted to do exactly. Um, I always knew I liked clothes since I was like in sixth grade. Like I just loved fucking buying clothes. That was my favorite thing. And um you know, I always had that knowledge. I just didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do with it until I started kind of. That's a. Go ahead. Start, I started like, you know, designing a little bit in my free time. I was still like, you know, shy about the shit. I wouldn't really want to like tell people what it, exactly what it was I was doing. I still wasn't even like sure of myself like that. And um, I was just designing like on my computer and notebooks just like secretly almost you know and it was it honestly it wasn't until i seen a brand that i really respect put out a d- exact oh yeah that design. always gets the, the yeah it was like the juice ex- exact and like <laughs> me speaking about it won't even do it justice like it's a big how thing. exact it was you oh. get me? it was exact to the t like how big was the like the thing, the thing that dropped. I don't want. Obviously, you don't want to probably say the brand. Oh, well, I mean, it's it was a eight hundred dollars shirt, and mm. that sold out. That got like extreme exposure and all this shit. But, um, 
you know, it's not, it wasn't a matter of anybody copying me or uh, anything like that, you know, like I, I was designing in secret, so I know nobody took my idea, but what I do know is like, it was You're on par. Yeah, it was, it was um, parallel thinking at its finest. And um, instead of taking it as like discouragement and whatever, I took it as the exact opposite. I, it let me know that, you know, I had something to offer and that, you know, I could do it. And honestly, if, if you have any ideas or whatever it is, if you have anything you're passionate about working on that you're not sure of, best advice I could give you is if you don't do it, somebody else is going to. So <laughs> that's kind of real. That's, that's crazy. A fact, yeah. I'm kind of still di- digesting it in too. Like, I don't know. I think I'm sure that's had to happen to you a couple times too. Cause I mean, it's happened to me, yeah. you know? And then, that's always like a another like creative like juicy like okay my nigga I know I know I'm in my bag bitch like yeah I never I never get sour I always um I always just take it do you, you know, know people who get sour off that though like that should be such a to me it's so easy to be optimistic in that situation bro you know? are you kidding I see shit left and right these niggas little get designer niggas going on little oh, rants you're right you're right you're right this nigga did this look look. <laughs> Look at the dates. Yeah. Like, you know. The air bubbles right here. Dude. Yeah, they're like, look at the date. Look. Look at it. <laughs> like, funny. that shit OD corny is, you know. What do they say? Don't get bitter, get better. Right. You know. <clears throat> That's some, like, I guess I already think optimistic, so I couldn't even imagine, like, I don't know, thinking negative about it. If someone, like, really steals your design, that's something else. But yeah. as far as, like, you know, somebody taking it. I know you gotta you gotta go too, huh? Low key. Oh no, I'm just checking. But yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Honestly, fuck them niggas, man. <laughs> we up. But besides that, you got you got some shit printed today. Actually, you got a whole bunch of shit. You came in with a pack. I did. I got oh, a, yeah. I got a bunch of new shit printed. Was uh was testing some shirts out, seeing what designs work on what colors, what designs don't. So. Honestly, out of everything I got printed now, like I always like to see things firsthand. So, whether it's like the sizing or the color or placement, I always like to test it out. So, out of this batch, I know like half of the things I'm going to put in production, and the other half will remain. You know, just yeah. where they're at. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna run with them. That's the best way to do it. Is to like check first, like physically have it checked. Like hundred you know? percent. I don't understand how you can do stuff niggas do it just like sometimes you have design to your on the budget, computer though. run it design on the computer okay, like it. send it out send it to like China. yeah i don't get it i honestly it's i don't spooky well this is the thing well niggas don't have the bread to do you know what i'm saying to kind of really it's kind of hard to to just like try shit out even and, then and like, yeah, it's hard but like i'm not gonna if you lie, fuck up the sizing right let's say you got a logo mm-hmm. tee and the, and you either have a, a low like let's say you got an ill logo but it's way too fucking big. In my opinion, ruins a shirt. Let's say it's way too small. Ruins a shirt. Like, let's say you have it too low, too hot. Like, you know, there's yeah. a lot of... No, for sure. Like, There's a lot of things that go into it. Like, a lot of little nitty-gritty intricacies to this shit. That, or something like, I would say like like this. My bad, cut you off. Yeah. It's like what some DJs or like any anyone that uses equipment says. is like you paying the bread to, to get the equipment is always better than you like... Mm. fucking around fucking up new equipment you know what i'm saying it's kind of like the same thing with clothes like you kind of want to spend the bread to get that sample rather than just run it nigga 
I believe then, in the same thing. I think it's the best, shit, and the then, best like, way. You don't get any money back at all. Or at least if you are a person to run it, bro, like, and and do it in that format, you should be printing shit out in like real size, fucking cutting and putting it, it on there. Put it, yeah, like literally hmm. checking. That's but this is this is things that like low key we twice. know, but kids right. don't know. You know, most kids yeah. really would never like. They're just gonna go and like try something and put it on Photoshop, which because they just don't know. It like, didn't occur to me until I fucked up. <laughs> fucking 30 shirts by, by them just being like that's the best way to learn ill, Ill graphics just the wrong size and it like I but can't stand to look at them I think there's another way of thought too hmm. not giving a fuck at all and just make whatever you want and then some people might catch on some people it might just be complete ass yeah but that's I have the to, risk you have to take this is the thing <laughs> I have to like and be proud of whatever it is I put what out what you're making yeah, yeah. I agree but so, sometimes you can like like for this jacket I got this made like over a year ago and i didn't even like it that much and i didn't even wear it but now like i'm just wearing it now because i'm like oh i fuck with it now mm-hmm. actually so it's just like some shit will just grow too like maybe you was tweaking back then i know it's not even just this jacket i definitely have other samples that i was like damn I, maybe i should have dropped that i was kind of tweaking i'm sure you guys went through the same yeah. shit and it was probably advanced for its time too yeah you know what i'm saying most people weren't doing stuff like that and it's it's just a cool jacket <laughs> clean jacket it's like a, you got i guess you got to find like a good balance with that shit yeah Cause we can be like very perfectionist too, you know. Tell me about it. You probably go through that the most, cause you live by what you said. What you said is honestly like a perfectionist kind of thing. Like, don't even drop shit until it's right. Yeah, um, I had to stop getting in my own way though. You know, mm-hmm. like um, I really had to like actively take a. a completely different approach to it like i'm still i i, I stand by my product 100 um if if i put something out i wear it myself you know it's in my closet like i i genuinely fuck with it and stand by it mm. but at the same time whether it comes to like uh website design and all this other shit is look if you're looking for <laughs> so much yeah if you're looking for things to be perfect bro you're gonna be waiting till the end of time like Things will never be perfect. Things will never be exactly how you want them to be. You got to stop getting in your own way, you know. Um, what about a team, bro? A team is so hard to build in this shit, I feel like. It is. When it comes to, like, building a brand. Yeah. I think it's necessary. That was another reason why. Do you have a team? No. Um, that was another reason why me getting my brand took so fucking long is because for whatever reason i always thought that i needed another person like i oh like you were in that one other person to just mm. do it right and i went through the ringer bro of just like different people who i still to this day fuck with but it's just like it didn't work yeah it just exactly you you uh, you're dead set on your own ideas some people are dead set on theirs um you know, sometimes timing isn't like I want to work on this shit all the time. Like I want, you know, right? I, I literally pour like my my like I it's so cliche to say blood, sweat, and tears, but like I lose sleep over this shit. You know, yeah. Like for real, for real, a dead, I don't sleep some nights. Just like staying up working on this shit like all night, like you know, until the morning, and then I work on it some more. Like that's a fact. So, some not everyone's gonna be as passionate about your shit as you are, you know. So it's like that. That's another like. Yeah, place of course. Of nobody, nobody's gonna be passionate enough about like your project, especially if like 
especially if they look up to you, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you're the guy who's like, they look at you like you should probably already kind of have it figured out, you know, and you're kind of bringing them on because you see something in them. You're like, bro, you can bring something to this table. And then I don't know, some, they bring a little bit something and just sometimes it doesn't really work out until yeah. I feel like until Loki, like your shit starts kind of going up. Then niggas are like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to come around and put in more effort. Yeah, like, no, eventually like for sure I have to build a team um, at some point in time. That's yeah. just a fact. You can't handle this work. Like I can barely handle this workload as it is right now. Um at some point or another, you're going you're going to have to start hiring people and building a little team, and you know having a, you know yeah I know having mean. a well oiled machine um, that keeps keeps the lights on, keeps everything going, um, and you know as a creative, um, I'm not I just like to create. So when it comes to like the business side of things and the marketing side of things and all that extra shit, I'm like not all there. And you need somebody yeah. who's just on, who's just as on top of those things as you are as on, like on the design and shit like that. So everything's got to be balanced. You got to have all parts of your books, you know, at least, filled. at least we're like the, the creative, you know, like, just think about if you were to try to open a business and like you were you had the business mindset and then you needed low key like somebody else that what are you looking at? You want that? No. <laughs> um but I was saying like at least it's a perfect balance. Like you just need somebody who who knows business and you got the creative side. Like some people like know the business, but they also need somebody to just ask. Yeah. To also run the business. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a tech company or something. Like yeah. two of the same things is kinda some niggas just got the money. Yeah. That's the difference. But I don't know. I feel like I was just telling shit. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's just like a whole another like subject for something else. But where could they find you? Your stuff's online, right? Uh yeah, reservoiratelier.com. Um Reservoir is, you know, R E S E R V O I R Atelier A T E L I E R dot com. And no cap, bro, I can honestly say, like, from working at the store and selling his clothes, bro, like, his stuff, hands down, feels like the best. Like, as far as, like, fabric and, like, how it falls on the body, for sure. Like, this nigga definitely takes time. That's how, I, like, I knew, like, this yeah, nigga is, like. You got me more into, um, I'm like, I'm the, like, I honestly be, like, looking at all y'all. Even, what's his name? I looked at him and took points from him. And I look at your stuff and I'm like, you got me thinking about like sourcing more and like more from where you get it and how you get it. Because right now, a lot of brands are like fake deep thinking about like the environment and shit. And I remember we had a long ass conversation about it even before you. I think it was like when you did your reworks of like your Supreme and like your Gucci and all that. And we're talking about the sustainability thing. And like now you see like a lot of brands are like sustainable. They even have sustainable collections. Or, like, they just have to put it somewhere on there. And you call that shit. And it's just funny now. And, like, I kind of wanted to talk about it before. Yeah. Like, how brands are... they're gonna It's going to have to get to a point where, like, woke people in, like, fashion, they're going to, like, kind of bump heads, I think. Because you don't feel you like fashion niggas are woke? You can't be woke and... not saying you can't be, but, like, you're going to bump heads at one point. Because you think about all the shit that's happening in China. 
And you think about all these brands that are producing their stuff in China. And then you think about all these designers that are actually pretty cool and dope, like him or um, whatever, Reese Cooper, or whatever you think is cool. And there are small designers that aren't producing their shit in China, but in America or Italy or Japan or wherever the fuck. Right. And specifically, I say China because that's the most unwoke shit. If you, because like the labor, yeah, the the labor, the whole Muslim thing, how there's genocide there, mm. everything. It's like going against. So if your brand talks about this, that, or the other, or you're talking about how you care, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like, how can it line up with the yeah. things perfect here? No, I'm not saying America is perfect, but <laughs> of course it's better. So it's it's better. Argue. It's course, better. Yeah. It's better. And the way you're doing it, the way you're going about your brand is better. There's fair labor mm-hmm. for sure. There's a bunch of things, but I mean, at the end of the day, for for a lot of brands, it's about it's about capital. Yeah, you know, which like it's a business to you keep it me? real. Like, not it's every, a business. Yeah, not everyone is in it for the legacy. Some people are in it for the money, and like that's fine for those brands, you know. And for those brands, they need to make overhead as cheap as possible to make their, you know. No, I agree. To make like, as, as high of a profit margin as possible. Your margins just got to be as high as they can. So if if you're producing in America, you're gonna have to pay higher wages for for your workers. You're gonna have to pay higher wages for all, all types of shit. Your your gross your profit margins are gonna be significantly less than if you were to outsource to a place like India or a place like China or you know. No, like I know what you're saying. I. I understand that. You just think they're and not I think it's like head. basic economic type shit, but I'm just saying yeah. like that doesn't mean it's less fucked up. Or I just think it's, it's gonna not bump the way heads. me and you want to operate. Yeah, and yeah, I feel like eventually sure, it's gonna but... bump heads. So like, say for instance, you have a uh, someone. I'm not saying they're. I'm not thinking all Adidas, Yeezy Adidas are uh, made in America. Obviously, I think some of them have to be made in China. For sure. Because where else would they be made? Yeah. You <laughs> <feel> me? <laughs> so like, Africa's not on the wave yet, but like. They're starting to, but like China, like it has to, it has to get made here. But you see people like making their uh, factories, um, producing their stuff in America now. More. I mean, Nike has been making in China since the dawn of time, bro. Like, I know, but it's, that doesn't mean it's less fucked up. You Do they still, me? they still make everything in China, huh? Um, not everything. I'm not sure think. about now mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, there, there's some, like the internet has brought about more of like a backlash when yeah, yeah i kind of seen that too with like people like diet prada you don't like them he doesn't like diet prada and i fucking what about it's like the, he probably thinks i'm being too woke right now but i'm nah, just saying I'm fine like, with it. but I, you get what i'm saying i look i'm i'm a fellow like <laughs> i i abide by the made in the u.s shit as well you know like but i understand why people don't yeah i do i sent some stuff to china to get it sampled yeah. back so I understand why people do it. It's dirt cheap. Like, literally. I got cheapest. this made in Pakistan. That's cool. <laughs> and then, nigga, this shit came back way faster than the China shit. For real? I just said that to say, like, yeah. Like, you don't have all, to use China. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to use China. Other, you can make I'm saying there's other in. places that are doing the same thing. Like, I'm saying Man, that. People use Alibaba. I'm sure the. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, type of shit. like you know. No, that's, like, actually a good point. Like, you don't have to make all your stuff in China. Yeah. You don't have to make it all in the U.S. You can make it Canada. You and they came back mad fast. Mexico, you, know? you feel me? Like I'm really giving shit. niggas a lot of game on this episode. Again. Hey, that's all y'all honestly. need. Um, liking really though, a lot of game, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but that's... the thing about US is like, um, hey, wanna... mark my words, bro. They're gonna they're gonna bump heads. But go ahead. You want to pay people fair wages, right? And like, yeah, that runs the, like 
that clashes with your margins. So it, you know, it's all about, you know, do you, do you want the Lamborghini or are you are you okay? You, you know, crying the Lambo. Or you, <laughs> but you're gonna get the Lambo anyways. I'm gonna get the Lambo. I'm so confused on that. You feel me? Like you're gonna get it anyways. Yeah, you're gonna get it anyways. But the just analogy like, it I'm trying to make one. is if you were to let's say you got something successful going and you outsource it to China, um, as opposed to making it in the U.S. If you outsource it to China, is is the analogy of like, do you want the Lamborghini by making it in China? Or do you just want, oh, like... Literally, know, like, literally. Or do you want, want the Benz and make it in the U.S.? Okay. I want a Tesla X. I'm still going to get that shit in the U.S. I'm just saying, like, you it's feel like, like yeah, you're going to you, get you it and you're going to get it anyways. Yeah. You can still eat. It's just a matter of how much, you know? Like, how the difference, you know? Hey, don't sell out, man. Don't go to China, bro. Who knows, man? I think it makes sense, though. <laughs> I think it's, like, this you kind of honestly kind of have to start, like... Unless you got some bread, my nigga, you're really not getting your shit made in America. So if you are blessed enough to have like a little bit of like bread in your pocket, then you can kind of like source your shit unless you're making it yourself. I do it for the simple fact that I like to be there overseeing every step of the process, making sure nobody's. I think people can get confused on where you get your shit made. You get your shit made here too, Um, right? Or is it where? Mostly L.A. Bigger pieces in New York. um, Samples I do here in Arizona, but. all my, all my production I do in LA for the most part. Mm. Um, and I like to actually like be on people's heads, like overseeing every step That's of the thing. The you know? way. I mean, nigga, you told me about cutting out designs and putting it on the t-shirt. Like yeah. that's basically yeah, yeah. about overseeing as you're going to get. There's a lot of mistakes that get made along the way. There's a lot of things that get lost in communication through the, through the, you know, production thing. Like you see it with the mirror, you'd have to send back how many fucking jeans to China to, you yeah. know, yeah. Go back and forth and back and forth and back. Yeah, you be going back and forth with these niggas. Do you understand like, how many like weeks of back and forth you would cut out if it was just here in person? Yeah, and you're gonna get like something you actually you fuck with. Could've. You can you literally fuck. go and just like eliminate all the, like miscommunication. Yeah, up front in just, person, you know, uh, any, there will be no back and forth type shit for the most part. There's always gonna be mistake, but like you can limit them drastically if you right. just. What were you gonna Do say, Marco? I'm probably gonna end it after this. I kind of got a piss too. I'm just. I was just going to add on top of what he was saying. Like, probably producing your your pieces in your own hometown, wherever it's cheaper, closest to you, whatever. And then, if you want to use China or wherever, sending it to them so they don't fuck it up. Shit, or you can tell them to get like you, bro. You be like, you be selling shit too. Yeah, go honestly, like, go in your crib and just fuck it, fuck it up. That's like probably the. Obviously, the best way. Yeah, but <clears throat> but thank you for tuning in. I made it this far. Thank you. Everything will be in the bio. All the Instagrams, all the little links to Spotify, Apple, and all that. Appreciate it.